0: to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to the way T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Coming up on today's better together.
1: Well, and I always say it's like a pie. Your life is a pie. You've got your job, you've got your family, you've got your relationship with your spouse you have relationships with your friends um you have your hobbies you have you know this this circle of life and whatever you give your time to is what you'll be good at so the assumption that just because your career is popping means that your marriage is okay is very um it's very haughty um anything you don't work at will disintegrate
2: and how many and i think go ahead continue rebecca i'm sorry
1: well, and I just think that it's very common for us to think, because we're succeeding in one area, that everything else will just take care of itself.
0: What? And I, I think that's very um, short-sighted.
2: Menounos. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Better Together with Maria Menounos. And as you can probably guess, I'm not Maria Menounos. I'm Mr. Maria Menounos. Kevin Undergaro is sitting in for my lovely and talented wife. Tonight, we have on Friends of, of Maria's, and I'm hoping to become friends of ours, uh, Terry Cruz and his lovely wife, Rebecca King Cruz. I'm going to open with a little quote, Kelsey.
3: Yes, okay. please do. This one
2: really hit me. <laughs> I think it's going to hit a lot of our male viewers and Uh, a lot of the female viewers please share it with your men this one really hit me hard and uh, i'm gonna yeah anyway (laughs) we'll um we'll spend all the time we can find on our careers oof. but we need to be spending more time studying on how to be a great husband how to be a great father how to be a great man and that was of course from terry cruz and like you know and as a man we are so we just think the success is the first thing and then everything else will fall into place we forget that I have forgotten it recently and this was such a this is such a great reminder and a recent um, actor comedian author artist TV personality and former professional football player Terry Cruz and his wife actress singer and producer Rebecca Rebecca King Cruz met back in 1989. This dynamic uh. duo has endured the NFL Hollywood fame addiction and cancer throughout their ongoing four decades together. When you think of Hollywood romances and power couples over the past century, this couple is the goat of all goats. What makes them even <laughs> more special is their genuine care for humanity as evidenced in their new audiobook, Stronger Together, how fame, failure, and faith transformed our lives, designed to help other couples in their journeys. For anyone seeking success in life, parenting, and marriage, this is the book and the people you need to listen to. Better Together is honored to welcome Terry Cruz and Rebecca King Cruz. Hey guys, thank you so much hey. for co- being on the show and for everything you're doing. Um, thank you. Such an you know such an inspiration, and I want to go back to 1989, and when y'all get together. And, and Terry, were you already a professional football player at that point, or were you? Where, where were Not you at, at career all. wise?
4: No. No, I was a. You know, it's funny. Um, it, it, we actually met in '88, uh, yes. and I was 19 years old and he was a baby a sophomore yeah. and playing football at Western Michigan University and I was introduced to her by a friend who brought me to her church and she was playing on the keys and uh I was like whoo she's cute you know <laughs> <laughs> and again that that was um I was I had big dreams though man big big dreams um and let me tell you one of the things that I'm I'm going to fast forward just a little bit Go ahead, to the no, point where we got engaged and i remember us sitting outside of a wendy's hamburger spot and i said you know wh- what's going to happen is we are going to play in the nfl and then we're going to move to la and we're going to make movies and she was like that's uh, that's exactly what I, i'm with you i, I love that Yeah, idea. because
2: her background was in theater and the arts too right, right?
4: rebecca
1: Yes, yes i was studying musical theater at western so Terry and I would have never crossed paths except for at church. Because right. I did not go to football games and um, yeah. didn't come to the theater, so.
2: But you know, I hear that, uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg said that too, like sometimes just go to your church if you want to meet your significant other. Because think about it, right? You're, you're of like mind. You know there's already a great connection.
4: Well, you know, it's just people trying to improve themselves. That's really yeah. what church is about. It's just, that's it. Like people who are looking because they know the answers outside of them, you know, and we had similar values, we yeah. we knew what we wanted.
1: Well, I talk about that in the book that I had made a list of the things I wanted in a husband. And the more I got to know Terry, the more I saw that he was the guy on the list.
2: Now, Rebecca, how old were you when you made this list?
1: I made the list, let's see, my first list I made at about 17. And then my second time, i think i was about 20 and i think it was i i may be wrong but i think i was about 20 and it was before i met him
2: and, and rebecca is and this I something heard, you came yeah. up with on your own or did someone like did you get this from an advisor
1: you know there was a there were several people who have influenced my philosophies on marriage but there was a young or i would call them young they were in their 30s a couple at my church ed and d Caudle. so That's if you right. guys are watching Dee Cottle gave <laughs> me this idea. She said that, because I loved her marriage, she and her husband were like peas in a pod. Yeah. And she told me how she'd made a list of what she wanted and told God what she wanted. And I said, hmm, that sounds like a plan, because I told God what I wanted for career, I told God what I wanted for life, I might as well tell him what I want in a husband. And so I made a list that initially was way too perfect.
2: Okay. Yeah, we hear that. And then I
1: scratched that list and I've narrowed it down to about four basic things. And he was it. Yeah. Uh, and other than the fact that he was younger than me, uh, he met all the qualifications. And I started to go, hmm, maybe he's the one.
2: And what were the four basic things?
1: The, the number one is he had to have a love for God. Number two, he had to be someone who really loved family, which he did. Number three was that I wanted four children. And number four was that he had to be in the arts. He had to either be a musician, actor, writer, director. I said, because I'm going to be a star and he's going to need to understand my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, he needs to understand auditioning and he needs to understand that, and matter of fact, when we were dating, I was doing Dreamgirls. That's right. And I had to kiss uh, an actor. I was playing Dina and had to kiss another actor. <laughs> I said, yeah, he's going to have to understand that yep. I might have to kiss somebody. That's right. It doesn't mean anything. That's right. Know.
4: But I actually worked on that play while she he was doing He joined the crew. I joined the crew. <laughs> so <could> <laughs> Keep an eye on things. And I was moving stuff around in the background, the whole thing.
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is that Terry had never done anything like that. He'd never done a play. Mm-hmm. Or other than his breakdancing, he used to break dance, but he had never acted.
0: When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. And then he he became the actor.
4: It's
2: crazy. Isn't it funny? So here's why I relate to you guys, and I think other couples will, too. So when I uh, met Maria Menounos, my wife... Uh, I was head writer in MTV and I was the one that was like you, you know, saying, hey, we're going to make movies and have a life in the arts. And, you know, Maria was at 19 and she was like, well, I want to produce movies. And, you know, yeah, I'll do some stuff on camera. Well, you know, God had different plans. Maria exploded. And so then I had to, you know, adjust my role. And I'm very team oriented as I came up in sports like you, Terry. So my thing is like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to now adjust my role and you know for the greater of our unit maria you got the hot hand right now so we're gonna right. go with you and i'm gonna i'm gonna do all the stuff behind the scenes to help yeah. you our family take care of mom and dad all that stuff that kind That's of fell on me i call myself the corporate wife <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you probably you probably had that was a big shift too right rebecca Like um, te- yes, right
1: much.
2: can you yes, talk about was. that
1: well um Part, part of my shift had come prior to meeting Terry because I had a daughter. Yes, I gave birth to my first child as a junior in college. Wow, that's right. And so, though I had little uh, Naomi, who's our oldest, um, I still was trying to perform a little bit and I was also um, doing music in the church, just trying to keep my talent alive. And I really didn't have any idea what was gonna become of my career plans because my dream was to go to New York and do Broadway And that whole side of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I put my daughter first. I just decided that this little girl didn't deserve to be carried around like a backpack while I tried to make it.
5: You know what I mean?
1: And I wasn't going to dump her on my mother. And I said, well, God, if one day I get to do all this, fingers crossed. But she was first. And then in the process of caring for her and finishing school, I met him. And suddenly it was like, wow, you know, this sense of my life shifting Mm -hmm. away from what I thought I would be doing. But you allowed that
2: shift too. like a lot of people I don't think allow that shift.
1: But this is the wonderful thing. When we did the family cruise, we did a wonderful episode where I did a one woman show. Hmm. And I sat down and calculated all the viewers. We had about two million viewers a week. And I calculated I would have had to done 10 years of live Broadway shows for that many people to see me perform. <laughs> so it's like God made up for my Broadway career because I got to be on TV Amen. and I got to do all the things I'm doing now and have my family, which really was very, very, of course, family really is first.
4: And, and the family cruise was a reality show yes. that was really early. It's way too um, early if i may yeah, say it so was, it was, and, today and would have be
2: 12 seasons and right yeah. yes way way ahead i know two yeah. seasons you and, got um to yeah. i gotta say
4: this too but there were shifts because yeah. i never saw myself you know with a woman with a baby that right. was crazy to me i'm 19 years old and i you know we got married the day before <laughs> my 21st birthday okay so i was still 20 and i'm going oh my god i don't know and this this baby's two years old so I'm like, man, but you know, when we, when I proposed, when we, we knew we were going to be engaged, you know, actually it was a moment we knew we were going to be together. I just said, Rebecca, I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, where this road leads, but I'm willing, I'm willing, you know? And, and so we both had to shift what we thought our lives would be, you know what I mean? Um, And then
1: after we got married, um, I still thought I might be able to go to New York and audition and things like that. But then he was on seven teams in six years. And then we had another baby. Yeah. And so I had this again, shift where shift. I said, I have these children. I want to raise these children. I don't want other people to raise my children. And I said, I'm going to just do this mom thing. I'm going to be a mom and a wife and support his dream. Right. And when we moved to L.A., which was 97, ninety-seven. so after seven years we moved to L.A., then I started having this rebirth, like something saying, you know what, Rebecca, now you can start working with producers and musicians, and you can start, because now you're in the place where the two of you can do it. And I just slowly began pursuing some of my own dreams while still having children. I had three more children after we moved here. Yeah. And I'm st- and still doing it. So. I just say God flip flopped my plans and put the family uh, first and I'm doing my career now in midlife.
2: So would you guys both agree that, you know, having the ability to to shift and evolve and adjust Mm -hmm. plays a big part in in having a successful relationship?
4: First of all, I, you know, I think it plays a, a important role in just the way the world is now like when you're talking about you know being creative and ad- adaptability adaptability today you- adaptability oh. number 1 you know we again we had to pick up this was so cool it was almost like the football years were training for what we're going through now because we could move at the drop of a hat it was like pack the bags let's go but but we were mobile we we weren't like oh no you're going to leave my parents i'll never leave you you know you know that uh, we'll break up if you ever leave my immediate family. No, we were nope. like, we're out, we're gone. In fact, but listen, this was so crazy. When in 1997, she's the one who told me, she said, hey Terry, remember when you said we were gonna go to LA and make movies? She said, I don't see your heart in football anymore. Let's go. And I was like, are you serious? Are you ready? Yeah. She said, let's go. And we packed up our truck. Mm-hmm. We put our two kids in the back, had all everything we owned and moved out to LA and didn't know a soul. That's that's the kind of thing that got us ready. So now, in Hollywood and even with even with COVID and all this stuff, we're we're ready to adjust. We're always been adaptable. And I think I thank God for Rebecca for being that uh, just mobile and adaptable to me. You know, no, <laughs> it's just I,
2: You're right, and it is. It's life. It's life too. For all times, but especially now, you know, it's the people that can adapt and and get with like the new way that are gonna come out of this. Great, you know, yeah. but but I see it in um, I see it in your relationship, and I I I, I go into the uh, a qu- another quote of of yours, Terry. Success is the warmest place to hide, yeah. especially if you're a male, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's where it's like I've been there, and I know a lot of guys like. You think you can't be wrong because I'm, I'm succeeding. I'm providing a great house or a great life. Right. Like, so how can I be wrong at all?
4: Yeah, and I was that guy, man. Um, first of all, you know, I was there was no end of people I could go to to tell me how great I was. You know, and it, it, I was like, look, there's evidence. I mean, everybody's like, Terry, you're great. You're, you know what? And I even got to say this, which is crazy because. You know, I get really, really deep in the book about a lot of my issues. And I've had some very prominent people come up to me and say, Well, you know, Terry, I mean, hey, man, what you did wasn't that bad. And then I looked at him and I remember saying, I said, Hey, man, but that's not my call to make. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the, it was, and he went, Oh my God. Like, the thing is he was like we always do as men, it's like well, I'm at least I'm not like this or at least I'm not like that. Look yeah. how great I am. Yeah. But the deal is is the person that you are having a relationship with, if their needs aren't met, if they are not heated, if if mm-hmm. if they feel worried and scared and and don't like you, you yeah. have a problem. Yeah.
1: Well, and I always say it's like a pie. Your life is a pie. You've got your job, you've got your family, you've got your relationship with your spouse, you have relationships with your friends, um, you have your hobbies, you have you know this, this circle of life. And whatever you give your time to is what you'll be good at. So the assumption that just because your career is popping means that your marriage is okay yeah. is very, um, it's very haughty. Um, anything you don't work at will disintegrate.
2: And how many, and I common, think, go ahead, no, continue, Rebecca, I'm sorry.
1: Well, and I just think that it's very common for us to think, because we're succeeding in one area, that everything else will just take care of itself. And, and I, I think that's very um, short-sighted.
2: I love how you put you it, know? very common. Yes, indeed, very common to think that way. And it's easy to fall into that kind of thinking. How many, like you, you guys think about it in our business, for the people who don't have part life partners that are with them at the end, it, it, it doesn't end pretty.
4: No, I can tell no. you
2: so many a listers that male and female that are alone and sad. And they're, they're lucky. They have a little money left to have an assistant and, or a housekeeper that can take right. care of them. But right,
1: and they leave everything to the housekeeper. Yeah. yeah.
2: We see right. it all the time rather than, you know, when you know, Hey, I've, I've got my best friend no matter what. And that, that's gonna get me through in the long run.
4: You know, I I got a news flash, and it was one of those news flashes that I got uh, just years ago, and it was like, hey, rich people die, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, you know, we have a thought that, man, you know, if somebody's rich, they're not gonna die. Nothing bad is gonna happen. And, And I said, man, first of all, if I don't take care of this woman, the person who really loves me, the one who knows me mm-hmm. more than anyone, the one who sacrificed, the one who've had my children. I mean, we've done, we've lost homes, we've lost children. We have been through so much. And I said, for me to not take care of this woman and and think that I was just gonna go off and have another life and be, be happy is ridiculous. It just does not work that way. And the, my big thing is, is that it it was a watershed moment the day she walked out. Yeah. It opened up everything for me. I was like, what? You know what's crazy? I literally was like, good. Okay, you know what? Bye. Yeah, male you ego. Know? Yes. I, you know, that the arrogance that mm-hmm. we have, the, the mm-hmm. male, I said this before, the male ego is its own animal. It is. And mm-hmm. it's ferocious. An
2: animal is the best word because we are so much more like an the animals in the relationship and I mean
4: ferocious and it's always hungry and it's always eating Mm -hmm. and it never satisfied and it's one of those things that you can get in so much pride uh, that you don't even see the, the you don't even see anything the forest for the trees and I was like bye okay go ahead and then all of a sudden there's this little voice that came to me and said maybe it's me No, it couldn't be me. You know what? It's the fact that I'm black. It's the fact. All
0: right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused
4: dripped my mind out. And, and it was the fact that I was in sports culture and I had all these reasons to blame everybody else, but none of them, hell, it was only me. And man, and it, and when that egg got cracked, I was trying to put it back in. I was trying to get the yolk and it got messier and messier. And I was left there in my own mess, like it is me. It has nothing to do with her. It has nothing to do with anybody else. And it, was, the, it was major.
2: And in the book, don't you guys talk about ch- the childhood issues that affect us? You know, can we talk yeah. a little bit about that? Because both your parents were addicts, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. had to have taken it, right? Like So, so that has to affect the relationship.
1: Well, it, it answered for me uh, why I, I think I put up with more than I should have um, in the early years because uh, there, was, there was a lot of what I called addictive behavior in my spouse, but he did not drink and he did not smoke. He didn't do drugs. You know, There was nothing I could put my finger on, but he was addicted to work. He was addicted to working out. He was addicted to success. He was so driven that um, his family was not a priority and it was very hurtful. And I can remember patiently having conversations with him and patiently saying, honey, you know, we need to balance this out, you know, because these kids are getting bigger and they're growing up without you. And, and I'm lonely, you know, and he's like, honey, wait, wait, wait till I get here. Wait till I get there. It was always a promise when I get this or when I get that, then we'll have time to be close. And I just got tired of the promises. So even prior to his revelation, I was up to here with the work widow thing, you know, and the, the loneliness. And, and then the, fr- I mean, you know how hard this business is. My husband. The hardest in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated. He was angry a lot. You know, he'd come home and kick the cat and scream at the dog. And I was like, nobody wants you to come home anymore. Cause you're just grumpy, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and, and so to that end, um, those conversations were becoming fruitless. And then when the D-Day hit, and I had what I felt was like my final reason, I was done, and I meant it. Oh. And that somehow, it's as much a miracle to me that we're still together. It is. I because mean. I totally, I totally expected him to just be a jerk and go, you know, go screw a bunch of women and become some Hollywood playboy, and yeah. I'd look up and see him on the tv with some who knows who. What the, know? what,
2: yeah, the second wife who gets everything. Yeah, the, and, second, and the, the cliche. Third or yeah. A bunch
1: of girlfriends. I I was ready. I was like whatever. Um maybe I'll move back to Indiana, move cuz I don't even want to run into you, you know.
2: Mm. But and it, he
1: shocked me by the way he, he responded.
2: responded. You know, but, but I I can't even believe you made it through the and like I said this in the opening, you made it through the NFL. You make it through Hollywood, then there's the addiction issues. You also have cancer i mean like it, it, to me i think this point you guys would say to yourself like bring it world there's no, like yeah. what, right but what i also love um rebecca i feel like we live in such a disposable society right. from our material items today right we can order it on amazon we throw it away i'm guilty of it To, right. but also to to relationships because we can swipe right we can swipe left and i feel yeah. like we all make mistakes in our relationships, but I feel like we're just too fast to throw everything away. And I love that you didn't. I really, because I think that we all do that too fast.
4: Well, I got to say this um, with Rebecca, um, you know, she, she wait she stuck in there 20 years and that was it. 20 years was the spot. She said, that's enough. And, you know, for me, and it was wild because I got the best advice I ever got is I called my good, good friend and I said, you know, I said, my, my wife is gone, man. It, I, mm-hmm. I said, my family's over. And he he basically, it was on the phone. He said, Terry, I can't promise you, you're going to get your family back. I can't promise because in fact, you probably lost them forever, he said, but you need to get better for you. Now you got to understand what a watershed moment that was for me, because as a man, you always do good to get something like, okay. You take out the trash to get sex. You go to work to get money. Yep. You go, you know, you, any good thing you ever done, you get your is treat. About, all right. This now, where's yes. my payment? You know, where do I, where's my, we used to call them Scooby snacks. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like guys get paid off snacks, you yep. know, um, yep. where's if anything in Hollywood, you got to get your, your, your um just your accolades you mm-hmm. know what i mean give me my props yeah that's right and this one was all by myself it was like just get better for yourself and we also taught as men to not take care of ourselves that scene is selfish that's like getting counseling or whatever it is well you know what i'm going to I'm not going to be weak like that. I'm going yeah. to, you know, let all the other people deal with that stuff and do, you, you got to know in the culture I'm from, like, you got to know any kind of therapy was viewed as quackery. Yeah.
1: So you, yeah. you,
4: if you literally go to a doctor, you're considered crazy, crazy. That's, yes. You know, that was the whole thing. Yep. So that's the obstacle I had. And listen, when I showed up and I checked into rehab, man, for sexual addiction, because I was addicted pornography and I had an addiction to pornography even before I met her. Right. And I thought marrying her was gonna solve it all. You know what I mean? It was like, oh yeah, look, you know what? Now I got a real woman. I don't have to ever use porn again. And let me tell you the minute we got in the argument, I was right back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is like, and then I had even resolved that all men are like this. This is just the way it is. You gotta have a, a face in front and you got to have a a whole nother you yeah inside i had created a double life
1: and that that's what was hard was that he presented this face to the world but at home he was this angry Mm -hmm. um workaholic husband and father he was unmerciful you know um just Hard to live with, and
2: I think a lot of couples that the, the way guys have to pick up this book, Stronger Together, because a lot of couples will relate to that because it's the guy, or by the way, the the woman, okay? Because I, like yeah. I said, my wife was the earner, who is the is at the office, is the the nicest guy or gal in the world, right? It's like the right. the mentor is the this and that, but then comes home, and is is it, it all out right? Yeah. So I think it's it's super relatable, you, you know. I I also saw in an interview with Rebecca where. And I've heard people say this before, but I'd like to explore it. You said, the Lord spoke to you to forgive Terry. And um, I love hearing that. And I want to know if there's a way that we can um, describe how you heard that. Because I think a lot more people want to take that pause and want to hear from God, you know, on how to be directed. So when I do hear people say that they get these messages, clearly you got it and it worked out. What did that mean? Was it Did it come through songs you heard, things you saw on TV? Was it a voice in your head? I want I'd love to get more on that.
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, the concept of forgiveness is, is not new, but it is very profoundly a part of our Christian faith. And, the, and Jesus said that you know when you forgive others, so will your heavenly Father forgive you. And even in the Lord's prayer, he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So God's saying, spread the love around. I'm forgiving all of you. So I want you to forgive each other. And so um, one of the things that I had practiced in my spiritual discipline was not just praying and talking to God, but trying to listen. So over the years I had developed what I call a listening ear To try to understand how to be guided through life, how to make wise decisions, how to listen to that deepest inner voice that I believe comes from God and that I believe is available to every person. I I think that we have to be quiet enough to listen to it. And something inside me, the the same voice that was giving me all these suspicions, right, said to me, throw him out. And I threw him out. And I was ready to live without my husband. And a few days later, it was about a week later, I'm, you know, crying in my bathroom, like we described. And I heard that same voice say to me, go call him. And I'm like, I'm not going to call him. You know, (laughs) I'm done. I, I was already over that bridge. I was already out the door. I was already picking the apartment and looking for the lawyer. And God started to talk to me about forgiveness. And when I argued with him, I said, I would be a fool.
0: I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy, Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiejis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code HEAL Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: To forgive my husband. And he said that I'm the biggest fool in the universe because I forgive all of humanity. And and I, I thought. Snap! What do you say to that? You know, and and I had no argument, and I picked up the phone and called my husband, and and we began the process of rebuilding the marriage.
2: And and it was that spiritual discipline, though, right? Right, we, that made it so you could hear those things. Because I feel like you're. I agree. I think we can all tap into it. But what it, what is it? Why can't other people hear those things? Because we hear it on this time, people will come on our show. We have these like um these uh, Seminars we call them uh, that we bring our heel squad together and we do these Heal events. Heel events and you know, there's some people who go who say what you're saying and there's other people like, you know I I just didn't hear anything. I wasn't able to get there why, why do you think those people can't get there and how can we help them get there?
1: This is my belief um, It's kind of like a navigation system you have to first get into the state of California before you can find Los Angeles. Okay. Oh. And something that I believe about hearing the voice of God is that we need to first do the things that we already know are right. <laughs> and and the way my pastor would explain it is you need to first get into the general will of God. So if you have these things in your life that you know are wrong, but you just keep doing them and just keep doing them and just keep doing, and your conscience is bothering you, Um, your friends and your family are saying hey you know you need to change and you refuse to listen to that my pastor used to say why would God say any more to you because you're not listening to the stuff he's telling you now so you you have to begin by listening to the common sense listen to your conscience listen to those few moral principles that you already know don't lie don't cheat don't steal you know um be don't bear false witness you know and begin to practice as much as you know how what you already know is right then you can get into the specifics if you, if you watch your gps system it's not going to tell you where to exit until you're close to your destination and in the same way specific guidance i believe is only going to come to people who have already shown that they're open to general guidance, you know? Um, It's like a tree that just um, starts from the root and gets bigger, Mm -hmm. you know? And I believe one of the reasons that I could hear like that is because I began 20 years ago on my journey of spiritual growth to obey at least what I knew was right at the time. Um, it's just like we say, when we know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. God speaks to us and we don't know that it's God because of who it came through or how it came. You could be driving down the street and see a billboard and something strikes you mm-hmm. about the message on the billboard. Yeah, That is God talking to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but because it didn't come mm-hmm. with an angel and a halo and a flash of light, we go, oh, that was strange, <laughs> you know, or that was weird.
4: I wanna say this is why I fell in love with Rebecca. She has always been like this. And I mean, always, since the day I met her at that <laughs> church that day, and I'm like, this, the the ethics, the morals, just the, the, strong, the strong conviction has always been there. She's like, nope, Terry, we gotta do this and this we have to do these things right even when i wasn't right i mean there were times she's like okay you know what i can't control you i can't do it but i'm not going to be with you on that and i'm like what you know and, but she would never has never been and her strength I shouldn't saved... say
1: that. i've i've made some bad choices <laughs> no, no but what i mean is but
4: that's the, the have... core of yeah. who she is yes. you know what i mean
1: and and i think again god is speaking in the unexpected he's you know sometimes we're worrying about a problem and then we happen to stumble on a book or have a conversation with a person that addresses the thing that we're worried about but if we're not tuned in expecting an answer we don't see that as an answer we just think oh well i'll take it or leave it but your answer just came And because of the way it came, you didn't think it was a miracle, but it was.
4: But I want to add this, too, is that I was severely damaged by religion. Severely. Um, Again, my mother was addicted to religion. When I was a kid, we couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't dance. You couldn't listen to secular music. You couldn't play sports. um, She couldn't wear makeup. It was all about what you couldn't do. You know, I was like, couldn't, 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 couldn't.
1: (laughs) Man, everything he does now for a
4: Everything I do for a living, I could simple. not do as a young man. And it stifled me, man. I just was really wanting to know what's going on, but I was being controlled. I was being manipulated. And that's what really bad uh you know, when I call it religion, I I'm about relationship. I'm not I'm not religious anymore. But my thing is is that the relationship has to be because I know I didn't build myself, but when I saw how many people were manipulating me, sometimes the way Rebecca would speak would throw me off. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, what, what, what are you trying to get me to do? You know? Because I grew up with these these headaches. It's almost like because my father was addicted to alcohol, and, and my mom was addicted to religion. It was a really toxic household, and I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know what people wanted. It became you know, I knew she was a good person, but there were things that I was, she would say, and I would be like, well, you know, you, you, those church people told you that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he didn't trust me because he had seen um very glaring hypocrisy in mm-hmm. his church experience as a child. Yeah, Like, um not just your normal, okay, everybody's oh, no. human. I mean, he had a pastor who was Arrested was, for dealing drugs. He was
4: selling drugs out the pulpit. You
1: um, know, the minister is I mean, drugs. Come and, on. He had yeah. girlfriends
4: all over the all church. All over town. You know? And,
1: and then had some other bad experiences with, with church and church people. And though I'd had some, I hadn't had anything of that Thank nature. That. And, and I also want to say this, too. Th- when it comes to hearing the voice of God, you know, when your mother or your father calls you on the phone, you immediately know their voice because you've heard it many times. And one of the best ways that I've been told to learn to know that voice is to talk to him every day. The more you talk to him, the more you learn to listen. And the more you learn to listen, the more familiar that voice is mm. to you because mm. you hear. I wanna, it all I wanna the time. cry.
2: You guys are like, just, it's like a conversion. I swear to God, and I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow. Well, what would you say if we could just sum it up to, you know, I don't know, if it was like three. I don't want to put you on the spot, but what would be three things to how you go through all of this in into your fourth decade together? And I understand your grandparents now, which is just even more mind blowing because you, <laughs> you know you're so used, you look so young. What were the three secrets to making this all work, or a couple of secrets?
4: I'm gonna say one. Okay. And I, I've been saying this for a long, long time: is that you cannot love someone and control them at the same time. And I had that confused, and it's very easy to confuse love and control. Um, if you, if I had Rebecca tied up in a basement and she never go anywhere, <laughs> does is that love? You know, what I had to realize is that her coming home to me voluntarily is love. You know, it's it's literally that. Not, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But a lot I've seen where I was trying to control her in many, many ways by my actions, by what I did, about because I'm the man of the house. And this is another thing. I felt simply because I was a man, that I was more valuable than all the women in my life. Period. I was taught that, my culture taught me that, I had proof, because my father used to beat my mother, and he ran the place. Now I never beat her, but you you know, in the culture, where I came from, they would be like, hey man, you better go check your, you better check your girl, you better check your wife. You know, it was like you owned, I owned my family, not really had a family. You know what I'm saying? It's no, the Italian, I'm
2: Italian, the Italian culture is the same thing, The oh. man's the boss that's it
4: it was like we're the king's the castle that's it it's my way or the highway that's right right but that doesn't that doesn't work no not
2: not today no
4: it doesn't
0: work for love <laughs> bonus wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. No.
4: Love doesn't do that. Love. You go in and out, volunteer, whatever. If, She has everything we have has to be from her voluntarily and nothing, no control. And I, man, it was watershed for me, man, because I confused the two. Yeah.
1: Um, my favorite answer to this, um, I say is the F word, which is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to forgive each other, whether it's for the little things or the big things. Because, you know, I heard one woman say, you can bury a relationship with a lot of little digs. Um, It's the little things sometimes that drive wedges between us. We say something unkind. and, and, And that builds up. And that wall builds up. That resentment builds up. And then, you know, down the road, you don't even know why you're mad at each other. You don't know why you have resentment. Because you have buried whatever it was that was said or done. So that forgiveness, so the necessity of apologizing well, first of all, confronting, bringing it up. Yeah. And then your partner being humble enough to say, Hey, you know, you're right. That, that was uncalled for what I said or did and then letting it go. Um, There's no way you can stay together without forgiveness. And then my, my favorite answer to this is reflected in this necklace that I'm wearing. It's a, it's a chain with two hoops that are connected to each other and then are both hanging by the same chain. And I always say that Terry and I are are looped together like these rings, but God is the chain that holds us up. Mm. And I tell everyone that if you can invite God into your union, you just have a much better chance of sustaining love because he is love and he teaches us the proper way to love each other.
4: I want to add to that point because it's so awesome It's in the same thing in the 12-step program yes where the higher power you know they they find that that those people who are in rehab and with a belief in a higher power are 90% more successful and it's the same thing with a marriage it's kind of like you know, we need a ref sometime, (laughs) you know what I mean? Jesus is
1: the ref. Yeah, you get somebody (laughs) to
4: say, hey, you know, I I literally have heard, hey, Terry, you shouldn't speak to her like that. And you're like, yeah, I know. And then I have to go back and apologize and go back and say, you know, these things are amazing.
1: This just happened last week. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Last week, something happened and I don't remember what you said or did, (laughs) but uh, we went to bed and about three in the morning, he rolled over. Honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. The Lord said I was wrong. I was wrong. I shouldn't have said I'm that. I'm sorry. And I'm so sorry and boo, boo, boo. Oh, yeah, it was about the property. Yeah. And, um, you know, that conscience, you know, that voice of your conscience.
2: Yeah. What about business decisions, though, too? like business decisions, right? Because the, whether it's, like, I think that couples fight over money too.
4: Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's going
2: to mean something because, you know, Terry, you, you seem like the primary earner in your family. Maria's in ours. How do you guys work that out? Is that ever you a problem?
1: Know, it, it, it can be. It
4: used to be. Let me tell you, it used to be. Um, I, I go into detail in the book how I didn't know how to handle money at all. We have bill collectors calling, you know, huh. nonstop. Yeah. It was crazy. I had every credit card and no job. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I was in debt; it was a mess. And you know, she was the smart one. She was the one who was like, "Look, we needed this, 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 and this and this." And I, I, would, I was trying to know.
1: advise him, but he thought I was trying to control him.
4: But there's, but this is another thing. There were mo- many, many times where I just had to come back and I ask her what we should do about everything. You know, and and it's different when she defers. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not like I... This is me and I got this. She's like, you know what, Terry? I want you to handle that and I will handle this.
1: Yeah, we <sighs> we said we certainly you know? um, I have deferred to him on many decisions. And what happens is unless I have a gut check or a bad feeling, I let him I I let him do whatever it is he feels is right to do. But when he brings something to me and I'm I don't feel good, I speak up. You know, I yeah. say Babe, this doesn't feel right. No. I, I don't know why, but you know, those those numbers don't add up for me or whatever. I don't like that person.
4: And that's what we and got in the thing about. And I and said, then, you know what?
1: And then later on someone else will come to him and say the same thing that I said and he'll go, okay. I got my second sign. I better listen to her. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not about control. It's no. about deference. And, and there yeah. are many things where it's all her. Like, yeah. I ask her, what, what do you wanna do about this? I'm doing whatever you say. I'm under you in this part of what we're doing, you know? Right. And we each don't step on each other this way.
1: And um, we, we, but we had to learn that. Yeah. We had to learn it. Yep.
2: You know, and there's a, there's another thing you said, Rebecca, that I have always said to my wife too, and I, I've never heard anyone else say it, is she said, I would still be your best friend if we divorced. And I've said that to Maria, too. I'm like, honey, like, don't stay with me because you think you have to. I'm like, I'm still going to be your best friend. I've made a commitment to you for the rest of my life to take care of you. I will do that if I'm living in this house or I'm 2,000 miles away You and you know me. So don't stay with me because you think you have to. But I've never heard anyone else say that. and I, I, I think that's wonderful because I think, again, a lot of people like, how do you throw away a best friend? You know,
1: when I was going through my reconciliation with my husband, One of the analogies that came to me as I was debating whether to stay or go, my um, kids were little at the time and one of them had taken the pink Play-Doh and the blue Play-Doh and mashed it all together. So there were chunks of blue and chunks of pink in this ball on my counter. And I looked at that chunk of Play-Doh and it was like God said, now try to separate the blue from the pink, Rebecca. Either way, you're gonna have damage. There's gonna be pieces of you there and pieces of him here. And that was kind of his way of saying, why don't we just try to fix the Play Doh instead of tearing it apart? And it, it was just one of many little analogies or little moments of inspiration that spoke to me and said, you know, give this a fighting chance, don't throw away. Yeah. A person because they let you down see see if we can save this situation and we try and, and you know
2: and even sometimes when people can't save it i'm astounded right. that you you know i see couples like you produced children together you at some point you had something special okay maybe that's gone away why must we be mortal enemies yeah. <laughs> right you know yeah. come on like you you know you still right. have so much together. And maybe you've grown apart. You've changed. OK, but I, I, I think that, yeah, we all forget. Like, wait, we're still connected. Right. You know, and we can still.
1: That, that was the thing that I said to a lot of people when they asked me why I chose to forgive my husband. I said, forgiveness is one thing. Staying and working it out is another.
4: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Because even if we broke up, yep. I still need to forgive you we still have to talk. Because we still share those kids. Co-parenting. We yeah. still got the money issues. We we would be fighting over the alimony and the child support. Whatever. Giving it
2: all away to lawyers. But, all, yeah, right. yeah. I
1: mean, so either so either way, we would have had to mend our relationship, whether we stayed married to each other, or whether we broke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we and we just chose to stay. Well, he. He doesn't like to say it, but he begged me. I did. <laughs> uh,
4: but I got to say this. And and I, you cannot, We in our culture today, it's all about my bad. Hey, my bad, I'm sorry, whatever. But no, with no making of amends, mm. I was willing to do anything I had to do to get my family back. You have to understand, it did not matter. I saw what I was losing. And I clawed and I scratched.
1: He really did.
4: And I pulled. And I said, I do as hard as I went for the NFL. And, and I went ten times harder to get my family back. I did not care. And I went to all the counseling, all the stuff, read all the books, and was just like, and and sat here in total, total just. I remember
1: abject humility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because
4: I, you know, we had a thing called disclosure where you have to tell each other all the bad right. things you've done and, you know, to come home, there were times I would come home and she'd be in tears and I knew I did that. I mean, I don't know what to say. It, it, it was so brutal because it makes a man want to run because that's what happens. Men run from that. Yes. And I said, I'm not, going i remember telling becky i said i'm not going anywhere i'm not going anywhere and she was in her tears and we cried together we were just i'm gonna stay in this and we are gonna
2: no i know i know i feel you man i do i really do it's like oh it's okay and you know it's, it's it's so funny people you you just said something so interesting about the my bad, my bad, but we get that a lot today, right? It's it's almost like the people come into I like even employees, like, Okay, first of all, I want to say is my bad. I take full responsibility, but no one makes amends, and no one's ever put it to me that way. Right, right. Yeah. you went and you did the work to make the amends, and that's so much of what's going on right today. Is that's right. People that's right. do the work. Oh man, well listen it, it, it all worked out Your other books were bestsellers oh. This audiobook is going to be Just insanely a bestseller But more importantly It's going to help so many people I mean, I'm so moved by this You know, do you guys remember, Okay, this is just a little digression But reality <laughs> TV show Married at First Sight and uh, I don't know if either of you watch it you are probably too busy with I've it. heard of it I've okay. heard of it yeah And I'll tell you you know you've got bachelor and you've got you've got all those shows 90 day fiance and I uh, me and m- my wife and I we're bonded over we love TV so we wa- that's one of our like pastimes But married it for a Sight, it's the one show that they the the reason it's not as entertaining maybe as the other ones is that the the um, counselors actually are trying to make a match with people that meet and marry on the spot, at first sight. But it's the intention's not. Let's make a, a shit show reality show. Like let's get the crazy guy with the crazy girl, put them together and make good TV. No, let's find two people that love each other, that that have the same values, and let's see this work. Pastor Cal is is one of the lead people on it. And mm-hmm. one of the gifts he gave me was it's he and his wife. They have a sign in their house that says, every day we. Um, we commit to recommit. And yeah. so every day, I now that I got that, you guys have given me so many gifts that I'm going to go share with Maria. But um, but we do that now. So Maria will wake yeah. up and sometimes when we're we've not in a good place, she'll go, wait, are we still going to recommit? Are we going to commit to <laughs> yeah. today? And I'm like, okay, I will. And it just, I don't know. So you it, anyway, that's we'll the be. last time I was that moved. But th- this um, is incredibly moving. And you know, guys, I, here's the thing. You, you've been together all this time, and you already can call it a day. You can move somewhere way out in the woods, go to Canada. You can do whatever you want. You have nothing else to prove. But here's the thing, because the, one thing I will say I know is I may, maybe don't know relationships, but I know Hollywood. You guys have so much more ahead of you. is going to be so fun. Yes. I'm really excited for you guys you yeah, know you. for both of you
4: you know well, we know this and this is what we know yeah we are we totally just, begun. just beginning we like, the kids are about to be out the house i mean our youngest is 15 and it's us rolling out together yeah. like yeah you yeah. know two youngins
2: for the next adventure <laughs> i mean i see you guys producing stuff i see much more performing i see you performing more rebecca i i see yeah. it it's yeah. crystal clear to me and it's yeah. so exciting and so well deserved and Geez, what a just testament. I guess I'm kind of speechless because I'm just processing all of this. And uh, all I can do is say thank you. And I know Maria, you know, she's um, Maria's mother right now is unfortunately we think is in the last days of Mm. life. It's been a five year battle and we're blessed because she was given six months. And if it weren't for COVID, maybe we we probably could have gone longer. And who knows? It's not over. We're praying for our miracle. Um, But Maria loves both of you. And she asked that if you someday you guys come back so she can have you yeah um yes. she would we're be standing with you guys we're i know you like you. and um out. you always have friends with marie and i and i want you guys to know that and always we've been on the press end of things so that gives us different advantages and just just know that we're always going to be here and if uh rebecca if you need coaching on your career that's a uh, little thing i do on the you know <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, and I get you love it I get 10% good karma that's all I ask for money and I'm paid He's very real well He's real and I'm paid that's very good. well but yeah no because I see a lot like I don't know I get I, I used to think it was psychic but now i now. I'm Adam getting,
3: Carolla told him he had a crystal brain. A crystal brain. So that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I think it is more of God because I do get mm-hmm. these things that come in my head when I see people. It, and, and I used yeah. to, when it, I was, yeah, I see things. So I'm seeing a lot there. Hmm. I've seen a lot both together and I see a lot for you. And and it's going to be so fun and exciting, you know? Thank you. And deserved.
1: I receive that. Yes. I receive all
4: of that. Yeah, she deserves it. She Guys, does.
2: God bless. Thank you so much. And everyone, Thank please you. go out there and buy this book.
3: I'm going to say this again, Kevin, that I think you don't understand what I'm seeing, but I really think that was a great conversation, and I feel like you've evolved so much. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you're drained. No, and I, th- I say that because um, I know it's still, like, challenging for you because it's, like, it's a lot of work. It's, like, we're in-, in school, but I think you're – I don't know. I just felt like you were so – that one was just really nice It's really hard. good.
2: It's harder for me to do the stars. Be, I know you know that no, I know. it takes more work and more of sensitivity um, but they're amazing uh, though incredible and like I'm i like, just like will
3: I ever have a relationship like that and of course oh you will
2: God. well no but that's that's why you listen <laughs> I know to people like this I know you know like if w- if and when you're ready mm-hmm. you write she you know that's she that's what she wanted mm-hmm. if she was ready and she wrote down her list I, I
3: couldn't believe that you know I loved you jumping in there with the how do we listen to um, God and hear that voice?
2: Alexa. Yeah, I think so much of us, so many of us, are just too toxified, mm. too much, too many distractions. And like they said, they're not. And I love she said it could be in a billboard, it could be in the ball of play doh, it could be, right. But um, no, I learned a lot. There's a lot of stuff that I'm going to apply.
5: Me too. I feel like you and him are very similar, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the stories of like your upbringing and things like that, and the when he said uh, the thing about the ego, I know you and me were both like,
2: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, and Kev, you yeah. have to—it's it's crazy. You have to read read the full quote of what I put it in um, your notes. Mm-hmm. It's wild. He talks so it's like the egos, the males' um, ego is an animal. I I don't have it. Let me see. I'll find it for you.
2: Is it success? Oh yeah. It's funny. Also, you know, Stephen and a um, a regular guy Friday, we had done. Um, I don't know if it's an episode or two back, but it was all about, you know, one of the, the greatest asset to have is the ability to uh, to evolve. And I, um, that's why Kelsey and I were like looking at each yeah. other, cause like, ooh, cause yeah, we just went over that, and they were talking about
4: exactly that's that. how they. Mm-hmm.
3: you have to
2: succeeded evolve. in a relationship and succeeded in life and yeah and by the way i listen if that none of this appeals to you well then maybe your sense of vanity will because i don't think it's a coincidence they both look so young I as know. grandparents i know <laughs> because but when you have the ability to always be evolving you know you'll you i swear you stay young
3: a hundred million percent and i want to read this real quick cause okay it's so good the whole quote Um, was success is the warmest place to hide especially for a man the male ego tends to be its own animal i had plenty of people telling me i was fine plenty of people telling me no man you're great in fact you're free you can do whatever you want but you know what i want my wife i realized what i really needed in my life i realized that the that i realized that anything without her was nothing i'm like the fact to even speak that into like
2: holy cow no i will say at my best my best, not at my certainly not my worst because I wasn't always like this, but at my best whether it was uh, leaving some of the jobs Maria had, the toxic work environments or mm. her mother's tumor her tumor, I would say, Maria, we're going to figure it out. Wait, listen. End of the day, we always said from the beginning when we were in a basement, we have each other. Yeah. And we would look, I would look to me, I would look to my mother and her, her it's hard to say boyfriend, you know, but <laughs> cause they've been together for 15 years but her and Frankie and I think of their life yeah. And they have um, a modest uh, condominium together. And uh, they have a little money saved. And they have their retirement and health benefits. And you know what? It's like they uh, they have a really nice life together. And I always say to Mary, what more do we need than that? Mm. And at the end of the day, as long as we have each other. So outside of that, you know, and I think these two just kept reminding themselves. And, you know, I was taught, too, that you anything when you you look and steven i know you're into stocks but the best way with a stock is you're you're supposed to look at the history of the stock as an indicator for what the future of the stock is going to be it's your your best indicator you could have
5: right and so Mm -hmm. if the
2: stock is you know one of those ones that steadily climbs dips a little but steadily climbs you can you have a good bet on your hands that Mm -hmm. that's going to be a pretty good long-term investment but you know for them in their relationship it was like they weren't even thinking nfl at 19 so then they now seven seasons the nfl most people would be able to call that a day okay now right. we're gonna go to la but in their brain they're saying themselves we're like a good stock mm. like we did seven years in the nfl piece of cake we did that okay boom now what okay
3: hollywood we did that. But because they were able to, okay, let's pick up and go. Okay, let's pick up and go. Yeah. All right. Right. Like, that's right. massive.
2: That that adaptability. Yeah. Right. Of, so what did I even things- say earlier? The ability to change? Yeah. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So it is adaptability. I was saying mm-hmm. that's one of that's the one of the greatest tools to have in your toolbox is be able to adapt. And yeah. if you want to stay young, be able to adapt. But if mm-hmm.
5: you want to be successful, be able to adapt. But in mm-hmm. everything. Everything. But one of the one of the things that I think was is really cool about them, especially after this interview, is you know, she said he thought she said that he, she thought he would just go off and be another Hollywood playboy, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you think about that from her perspective, and then you look at like what he did, and this is somebody who already had the NFL career, who's already had the money, the fame, and all this kind of all stuff. Of it. And they humbled themselves to maintain the things that they found value in, and that that humbling brought him to be the person he is today. And when you look at the roles he plays, he brings that to his career. It's like when you look at like that's why i am such a fan of terry cruz is because like one of the best characters in brooklyn 99 because he's wholesome yeah. and he brings yeah. that wholesomeness to the show and gives men who like view masculinity as one thing and he kind of presents that as a hyper masculine man himself in like a very vulnerable and emotional way that people can relate to and be like oh it's okay to kind of dive into these kind of things
3: totally and i
5: think he i don't think he would be as successful as he is today if he didn't make those choices in the past. Which is so ironic, right? I think that's ironic, one of the right? things about it. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's so ironic because you would think that he would get burned for it or he would, like, people wouldn't, especially in Hollywood, wouldn't allow him to be that way. And I agree, Steve, and I think that's what makes him so special. Like, even him getting emotional in the interview is like, that's why we love you. That's right there. Yeah, but
2: David Keckner too, remember, uh, he was talking yep. about his daughter 100%. and he started crying. Mm-hmm during it. Mm-hmm. And I think like okay but especially this, Dave Kekkner's a big guy too. Yeah. And he works out and so you know what yeah. I mean so it's yeah, it's uh
3: Both of them have been through hell and back though. You know, they've had to really work.
2: But in you know, it, here's the thing though, if anyone else is out there and let's say your life has been messy. You know b- both of their lives, Rebecca King and and Terry both of their lives were messy they had addictive parents and you know she had a a child in their teen years out Mm -hmm. of wedlock Mm -hmm. and um but it also made them who they are yeah you they could not have what they have now if they didn't go through all of that Mm -hmm. And i think that's the stuff we tend to forget and we tend to uh focus on all the negative things unfortunately you know and um and i think that leads to more negative things i agree but yeah yeah, that was a they're amazing. special one and uh, really grateful to both of them. And my goodness, you're going to see a lot of oof, my God.
3: <laughs> how cute and giddy were they were they when you were like when they were saying how their kids are going to be out of the house. They're going to be empty nesters. They're like, that's right. We're just starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys are so awesome. So it's
2: another chapter. It's
3: another chapter. And how cool to look at it that way. Look
2: at it that way
3: so often it's like oh man kids are going to be on, gone what are we going to do now they're giddy they're yeah. like let's let's go yeah let's go
2: yeah we want to do our thing yeah I love like, it we, it's a new adventure mm-hmm. but I, you know it's Kelsey as I've been kind of telling you about that lately too is I I survived the carny business because I looked at it like an adventure
3: right
2: I never looked at it like what did
3: you say to me the other day what did you explain it as not an adventure you said it was
2: i remember we used to call ourselves pirates
3: yeah yeah that was it that was, I was it.
2: just say pirates life for me <laughs> but um i uh i always treated it that way and that's how i was able to get through it it's mm-hmm. just the adventure okay what the, you know but i i think of maria's parents it was like anytime we would call them, drop of a hat okay well, can you guys jump on a plane in two hours? Yeah, sure, we pack, we be there. Oh, we got to do some things around the house, but eh, no way, we'll be there. I mean, just, <laughs> it, but I think that's, um, I see, but I've seen the most successful people, my friend Andrew Lee, same thing. Yeah. You know, like he just can adapt no matter mm-hmm. if it's, go, whatever's going on. Yeah, so what we're going to do is, I know the cynical Stephen would say, well, Andrew's like that because he has a lot of money. And I, and I always correct Stephen saying, mm, that's more in his DNA, but... I, I even if that were true I just I see you know Koster and Litsa and I see you know um, these people you know D- Terry and uh, and his wife and Maria and I it was just always like yeah okay so true you know is that ability to adapt and just enroll r- and, and treat it like okay what's the next adventure you know mm-hmm. and we and like look we made it this far piece of cake I, and I I think I said this to Maria last night I said Maria um listen there's nothing worse than losing a loved one, obviously, but it is a natural part of life. So outside of the natural things that happen in life, I'm like, we have been through so much worse. And she's like, yeah, we have. I go, yeah. And I said, and we thrived, and we came out okay. Mm-hmm. We were JFF, Kelsey.
3: JFF, just F and fine. For
2: you regular guy Friday fans.
3: That's right. Steven, is it regular guy
2: Fridays or regular guy Friday? Because the logo says regular <laughs> guy Fridays, and I think it's regular guy Fridays, but then...
3: I th- I thought it was Friday, but then we put an S on the logo, and I wasn't, I'm not mad at it. So we were just discussing that today, Steven. Stephen,
5: so are what's... you mad at that? <laughs> I, I'm not mad at it. I think that you're celebrating regular guy Fridays, but every Friday it's regular guy Friday.
2: So should the logo be regular guy Fridays?
5: I don't know. What
2: do you get? I mean, I don't know. I, one, I, I don't think know we should you. agree on nobody cares. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I think they do. It's time. It's definitely time to go. And uh, it was. This was a. Great... Wait,
3: I want to tack on though to your uh-huh. comment you just Please. made. I really love that because who was it? I can't remember who was it who told us to, that you should think about um, traumas that way, or like if you're going through hard times, it's like pause, assess, and then realize all the other hard crap you've gone through, and it just makes it so much.
2: Yeah. Well, and then we've heard, God, oh, we've heard so many things. So the show. many. Uh, find your pur- purpose in your trauma. Mm-hmm. We heard that too. Mm-hmm. Like, why did God bring me this? And what, 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 right. why the universe? Okay. So I, I always get, yeah, for me, it's God for you. Someone else might be the universe, yeah. but it came to you for a reason. Right. What's the purpose? Right. What's the learning? Right. And, and then I, yeah, I do look at m- the past and say, well, m- yeah, well, I made it through all this. So why all wouldn't I? Yeah. I'm still here. Mm-hmm.
3: So anyways. Anyway. Anyways. All right,
2: Kelsey. Until then, what?
3: Until then, you guys. Let's all. Oh, actually, really quick. I'm so sorry. This, you have to watch White Chicks with me this weekend now.
2: I love White Chicks. It's
3: literally my favorite. <laughs> Steven's laughing. I was singing when we were prepping and Kevin was like, stop it. I didn't. But...
2: By the way, n- no. I, my back was turned to you, and I said, stop it, because I could tell you were not pointing to the sky <laughs> with your eyes closed, acting as if you were curing cancer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's
2: the rules. If you're going to sing out loud, you need to point to the sky, eyes closed.
3: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And have
2: a face that looks like you're curing cancer. But that's still- Or no singing out loud. <laughs>
3: But that's still one of my favorite scenes of all time is when he sings the Vanessa Carlton in the car in White Chicks. Stephen, did you see the? Da, 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 okay, but Stephen, did you the, da, da. the
2: re, most recent take on White Chicks, the Netflix movie with um. God, I'm sorry, Maria did his show. He's he's a freaking genius. Uh, Tyler Perry, Spike Lee. Um, no, 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 no. He he's got a he has a comedy show with um, oh my god. I am so sorry guys I am so tired uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, Ended up helping him edit it Because he, he's He goes undercover he, he plays a different character It's kind of one of those movies Where he's playing a different character The whole movie But real people don't realize it Marlon Wayans? No, 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 no He's way. He's your generation guys I'm so sorry I don't know what, you, I don't Me know what you're neither. talking about
3: We'll figure it out. Oh, this, we'll this, is gonna, to you guys. this is going New, to... This is going to... Is it actually a take on white chicks, though?
2: The whole thing is they talk about white chicks in the movie and how the two two of them look like bo- burn victims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> more, my more God. Than They
5: look like white chicks.
2: <laughs> and and they pay it off in the most amazing way. Um. Oh, man.
3: My favorite line, I always say. Who is... The, who, I don't know. Oh, this is going to be crazy. Who is
2: the comedian that outed, that started the Bill Cosby stuff? Do you, again this is, it's probably an age gap here there was one comedian who did stand-up who started talking about the bill cosby crimes mm-hmm. and it was like a joke but then it led to he was the co-host of this show and you're gonna like call me an hannibal idiot burris. yes so look up hannibal burris co-host of
3: Oh, yeah, hannibal burris yeah
2: He's the co. I think he's the co-host of the show of the person. Eric Andre. Yes, Eric Andre. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so there Eric Andre's movie on Netflix. Oh, I've never
3: seen it. Really? Oh,
5: okay. Stephen, have you seen it? No, I haven't <gasps> seen it. I'm trying to. <gasps> trip. yes. Guys,
2: okay. okay. Let's give a shout out because I know he's really depressed because oh. he expected this to be in the movie theaters. And you know what I mean. He made it a while ago. Oh yeah. And he thought this was gonna be his Bruno or his you know Borat. Um. Oh. So anyway, I don't know how we got on this thing. <laughs> we got but on if it you want to laugh at a movie, uh, you laugh out loud, outstanding. Eric Andre's movie, Steven It's what get bad trip, bad trip, bad trip. So give bad that trip. one a watch, and then and white chicks, and then the old. There's a uh, movie that was made about a year ago that we just saw. That was um, yeah. This is just going to be the episode of like Kevin's exhausted brain <laughs> can't can't think of these things, but. Uh, Kristen Wiig's movie it's yeah. a, it's it, it's uh look up Kristen Wiig's okay. movie movies there's a one she made with another female and it's super funny it's really good, Stephen. This is script purely scripted um
3: Kristen Wiig, okay. It's not um the Wine Country one, is it?
2: No they go to they go down they go down to Florida Barb and
5: Star go to Vista Del Mar yes what
2: Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar (laughs) by the way Kelsey you and your mother good mom and daughter movie to watch
3: is it was she and Maya Rudolph
2: no no I didn't know the other actress she's phenomenal oh my god the casting's incredible (laughs) <laughs> and the writing is insane. She's one of my favorite humans. But her. I'm telling you guys, like good good for everybody, those are two good movie picks. I know that's the purpose of why you tuned into Better Together with Marie right. Nunes for our movie picks.
3: <laughs> for our movie picks. So,
2: I'm giving you like a couple that you just want a good 90 minutes just laugh and escape.
3: I'm here for it. Boom.
2: So, so the, by the way, so yeah, those would maybe good for you, Kelsey. Can
3: I tell you my favorite line from White Chicks and then I'll end the show? Yes, go ahead. Then. Um, are we MC or are we Martha Stewart broke or MC Hammer broke? <laughs> I dad my dad was like <laughs> By
2: the way, I think the Waynes are the probably underrated I think Marlon Waynes is probably the most underrated, you know, comedian, I comedic totally actor agree. out there. The most underrated.
3: I totally agree. And
2: it's funny because we have the same lawyer and um oh, a really? few times I've been lucky enough to like cross paths in the office, boom, he just goes into just so funny! right into just making you just killing you so funny you know which i always feel bad when comedians do that because it's like, i know you work so hard already yeah just chill it's okay <laughs> you don't you don't have to do this just for me chill. i'm loving it i'm gonna tell my kids and my grandkids about it <laughs> um but you don't have to do that okay you guys so until then kelsey okay, meyer until
3: then you guys be nice people, make good choices, be present, and watch some White Chicks. No,
2: Stephen, watch Bad Trip because people <laughs> have seen Bad White Trip. Chicks. Stephen, Bad Trip, and then that other one. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar.
3: Barb and Star go to Vista Because
2: I think they'll both have sequels. They're that good, okay, honestly. Okay, I'm going to watch them. All right.
3: Okay, bye, you guys.
2: I'd say bye, Betches, but, you know, that's, that's not this That's regular guy Friday. That's <laughs> regular guy Friday.
3: Okay, bye, guys.